the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. This is a holy atmosphere. We are on holy ground. Jesus is here, not just to be here, to say hello, but to help you, to heal you, to forgive you, and to bless you. On today's Healing Word broadcast, Pastor Jack Morris is going to take a look at a woman in the New Testament who needed healing, and by faith, she reached out to Jesus. Let's go to an introduction of today's message, The Touch of Faith. This is the second in the series of messages on the healing miracles of Jesus. And today we're going to look at the lady that had a blood disease for 12 years, reached out, touched the hem of his garment, hem of Jesus' garment, and was instantly healed after 12 years of suffering. Now, listen to the message. Let your faith grow strong as you listen to it. Faith comes by hearing. You too can have your miracle. The Lord is where you are, even as He is with me where I am at this moment. Let's go into the sanctuary. The message is entitled, The Touch of Faith. Reach out today. Let the Lord reach out to you. You touch Him, He touches you, and the miracle happens. Today's miracle, the touch of faith. Now, this miracle is an unusual thing. I'm going to call it a parenthetical miracle. Jesus had been on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, on the western side. While he was there, a man who had a legion of demons, who lived among the tombs, who cut himself, nobody could tame him. Jesus cast out a legion of demons. Then Jesus got in the boat and he came back to the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. And when he got back there, there multitudes of people had gathered. Because Jesus had been doing other miracles and healings. People knew he was coming. The word had spread. People wanted to see him. It's almost like the Pope coming to Washington, isn't it? (laughs) Well, Jesus was there and Two people got his attention, the woman with the issue of blood and Jairus. Two people got his attention, but Jairus got there first, and he asked Jesus to come to his house because his daughter was ill and was dying, and he was very correct. She was dying. While Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house, here comes this woman pressing through the crowd to get her healing. So Here's her healing sandwiched in between the legion of demons being cast out and Jairus' daughter, and somewhere in between, here comes a woman to believe, to trust, and to receive from the Lord Jesus Christ. For 12 years, this woman had suffered. The very life of her had drained out of her. She had been sapped of her life, and she tried to hide her condition. This this woman was a true Israelite, 
And according to the Levitical law, everything she touched would become unclean. She herself was unclean. The bed she slept in was unclean. The chair she would sit in was unclean. The people she would touch would be unclean. The clothes she wore, unclean. She was not allowed in the synagogue. Somebody would meet her at the door and wouldn't allow her to come into the, the, to the worship of Almighty God. Uh, this woman lived a lonely life. For 12 years, she looked for healing. She looked for friendship. She couldn't find anything. Friend, you're, if you're looking, I want to encourage you, you came to the right place today. The Lord is here. And as you continue to look to him, I believe the miracle will come to you. Now, for many years, 12, she had gone to various doctors. We hear sometimes, why don't you get a second opinion? I don't know how many opinions this woman had, but doctors back then, 2,000 years ago, hey, only 200 years ago, doctors were not certainly where they are today in their knowledge and ability to help people. But this was 2,000 years ago. If I were to start telling you now, they would strap them, they would uh, cup them, uh, they would... Uh, blister them, they would do surgery, they would puncture them. I mean, the doctors would put people through torture. It was almost better to go ahead and die and get out of all of this torture. And then the concoctions, the prescriptions that they would mix, the doctor would put it together. I'm not even going to tell you what some of the stuff that they asked this woman to drink. You would ask me, Pastor, I haven't had my breakfast yet. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. For 12 years, she suffered. The word is correct. She suffered at the hands of these doctors who were doing the best they could, but they didn't have very much knowledge, education at all. And this woman really hurt and was in great pain. But something happened. She heard about Jesus. Hey, she heard about the great physician. Another thing. The, 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 the word great physician is not in the Bible, actually. It can't be found in the Bible. That's another thing Dr. Saylor points out. He points out a lot of things that, that you and I have maybe have taken for granted or, or missed along the way. But the great physician, whether it's in the Bible or not, he is the great physician. He is the good shepherd. He is God Almighty. And she heard about Jesus. hope that today's message is a blessing and is building your faith in God. We will return for the conclusion following an invitation for you to learn more about the Largo Community Church by visiting our website, largocc.org. There, you'll find links to all the ministries the church has to offer, including Sunday school, men's and women's fellowships, small groups, youth ministries, and many more. There's also a link for you to join our live worship services every Sunday morning at 9 and 11 o'clock. And a donation tab where you can partner with us in reaching the metropolitan area with the Healing Word Ministry. We invite you to visit LargoCC.org and get involved in our dynamic and growing ministry. The Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. Now, This woman forgot all else. When Jesus was coming into the coast, she heard people 
talking about him. She heard about his miracles. She overheard because no one wanted to get close to her. But you're getting it straight today. She got it by overhearing two people over here talking or somebody over here talking. Faith comes by hearing. Friend, may God open our ears this morning and your ears that the word of God will come in because if it doesn't come in, there's nothing going to happen. And I'm not here just to educate your brain, but to help bring blessing to your soul and to your spirit and to your mind also. She heard, like eavesdropping, she heard about Jesus, this great one who was doing so many wonderful things and healing people. And she forgot all else but Jesus. Now, she wasn't looking for sympathy. She didn't go around saying, oh, I want, you, I want to tell you about my surgery. I want to tell you about my sickness. She didn't talk it. She just heard about Jesus. She didn't think about all the disappointments that she had had by all these doctors and, and all of this horrible prescriptions and stuff that she had had drunk through the years trying to find healing. She heard about Jesus. She looked at that crowd of people and all those big men, and she had to come how somehow this little emaciated, emaciated woman whose life had literally drained out of her, how she had the strength to get through that crowd, I don't know. Only I could say she was motivated by a strong, strong faith. Friends, no matter how sick you are, well, sometimes you can't get up and come to church. But uh, if you come into the house of the Lord with, with God's people and all of this faith, every person here coming together with faith, and we're breathing faith into the atmosphere. This is a holy atmosphere. We are on holy ground. Jesus is here not just to be here to say hello, but to help you, to heal you, to forgive you, and to bless you. You're his child, and he loves you. She didn't dwell on all the disappointments that she had had through the years. She was not a negative person. Not at all. Not at all. She was looking at Jesus. Somehow he was out there. She knew she had to get to him. And she believed that she was capable of getting to him. And so she pressed through that crowd around those big men. And she touched his clothes. And Jesus said, who touched me? Well, you know, friend... Somebody here this morning is going to touch Jesus by faith and healing and wholeness and fretting and worrying and grief and confusion and anxiety. Whatever it is, when you touch Jesus, healing comes. He's the great physician. He's the healer. Somebody's going to touch Jesus today. Somebody is. Don't you wonder who it is? Oh, I hope it's you. <laughs> I hope it's you. He does also. And he turned and he said, who touched me? Somebody touched him differently. Now the crowd was pressing in on him. When I read this story in the book of Luke, Luke uses the word crushed. He was being crushed. And the disciples looked at, I'm sure they must have looked at one another and said, hey, what's he talking about who touched him? We're all touching him. We're literally crushing him. He can hardly move toward Jairus' house. And he said, who touched me? But he knew that that was a touch of faith that was different than anything. Friend, this can be a different worship service today. Absolutely different because of the touch of the Lord on you. By faith, reach out, believe, and he is here to do great and mighty things. Now, the reason Jesus asked the question, who touched me? He knew the power had gone out of him, but he wanted a public confession from this woman. 
He wanted to solidify her faith. He wanted her to acknowledge him and to acknowledge her need. And when she was open and honest, you know, God blesses honesty and openness. Look at her reaching out to touch the, the Lord. In your heart today, reach out to him. He's here to bless. And so this woman was, was afraid. She wasn't to touch anybody. She couldn't go to the synagogue. She couldn't sit in a chair that somebody else might sit in or sleep in a bed or, or her, her clothes. And now that she touched Jesus in her thinking, according to her faith and her religion and the Levitical law, she made him unclean. And now he, hey, who did this terrible thing to me? Who touched me and made me unclean? The woman didn't know what Jesus was talking about. She was afraid. But Jesus relieved her fears. Do you know what he said to her? The very first word he said to her, daughter, daughter. Oh, friend, we forget we're children of God. You're God's girl. You're God's boy. God cares. You're part of the family of God. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. Remember the song? Yeah. And he called her daughter. Do you know Nowhere else in the Bible did Jesus ever call a woman daughter. One time and only one time. You see, when God does something, he does something very special and very unique. It's for you and you alone right then. A very special blessing came to this woman. Her fears were relieved. I'm not, I'm not being condemned by this man. I didn't make him unclean. No other woman was ever addressed. Now, here are some lessons for us to learn from this incident. Everyone has a measure of faith. Everyone has. We're born with it. Every little baby that comes into this world is born with a measure of faith. Now, as that child grows, and as you learn the Word of God and grow, that faith is built upon by more faith. And that faith begins to grow. Now, this woman had faith, but it was the measure of faith. The kind of faith that she had that when she was born into this world. Romans 12, 3, everyone has the measure of faith. That's what I said a while ago. Don't ever let anybody say, oh, you don't believe. You don't have enough faith. Not if you're praying. You wouldn't pray if you didn't have enough faith. So here this woman is trusting the Lord and believing God. And she has enough faith. And she got it. Not by hearing a sermon, not even by Jesus talking, not from his Sermon on the Mount. She never heard a sermon from anybody. All she heard was just somebody saying, there's a healer out there, a Savior. She overheard it. And she got the greatest, strongest sermon that anybody could possibly get. No, she overheard. Now, did she have weak faith? Did she have strong faith? Well, at first I looked at this and I thought her faith must have been very feeble. How could it be strong? She hadn't heard sermons and Bible teachings, small group meetings, Sunday school meetings. She didn't have a Bible in her house that some of us never pick up and read. (laughs) There's been a long time. She didn't have any of this. So how could her faith be strong? And yet, I think, why? She must have had strong faith that motivated her to move through that crowd, push those big men aside. There's a little woman who's been draining her blood for 12 long years. Strong faith. And then she, listen, she reinforced her faith. 
Friends, there's some things we can do for ourselves. Get a scripture. Read it. Memorize it. Put it in your pocket. Put it on the dashboard of your car. Read it going to work. Read it going home. Let the word of God dwell in you. Enhance your faith. This is what she did. The woman didn't have much knowledge, but this is what she said. She talked to herself. She thought in her mind, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. She did that for herself. If I can but touch. That's all she needed. And through that crowd she went. Right for Jesus. Her focus was on Jesus. Not on the church, the synagogue, not on the people, not on herself, not on her disappointments. The only thing she could think and see was Jesus. I've got to get to Jesus. Friend, when you want Jesus, he'll be found. (laughs) You'll get to him. He's there to bless and to touch our lives and to be touched. Now, everyone has this measure of faith. See if I can illustrate it today. Every Every plan. Oh, I tore that one up. Uh, I, broke, I broke the pedal on it just then. Oh, my. <laughs> live. Please live. <clears throat> I'll take a little seed. Put that little seed in my hand. Now think with me. Everybody think with me. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed. Did he say that or didn't he say that? He did say that, didn't he? If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Take that little seed. That little seed is going to do absolutely nothing as long as I keep it in a jar or hold it in my hand. Nothing. Nothing. Friend, you have faith. You were born with a measure of faith. But that faith isn't going to do anything until you do something. James said, faith without works is dead. I want to see your faith. Take that little seed. Now, plant that little seed in the ground. Uh Uh-oh, something happens. The whole nature of that seed changes once it is planted. There's a nature of a seed. There's a different nature of a plant. In that plant, there's that little germ of faith. Like in every heart here, there's a little bit of faith. Just enough, not much, but enough to get you through to the blessing that you're seeking. Put that little seed in the ground That germ of faith comes alive. A shoot comes up. And in that shoot, there is a life force that comes up. That plant is alive if I didn't kill it. (laughs) There's, There's the life force in that. But nothing happens until you plant the seed. So now look at this woman. Nothing's going to happen as long as she stays out there. As long as she looks at that crowd, I, I don't think I can make it today. You know, it's raining or it's snowing. I don't think I can make it today. She believed that she could make it, that little bit of faith. And then she reinforced that faith by saying, if I but touch the hem of his garment. And by the grace of God, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And she went out and she went after him. And she pressed through. And she made it. And she touched the hem of her garment. Now, Watch, now I gave you that little illustration about the seed. Here's the seed now in her from what she had overheard other people saying. And then she reinforced it by saying in her mind, if I might touch. Okay, the seed is ready now. Watch her plant her seed. She starts through that crowd. What's she doing? That seed now is moving. 
She's planting that seed by her feet and by her actions and by her mind and by the faith that she has already witnessed to. She's planting the seed. She's not just sitting there waiting. If he wants to heal me or if I'm supposed to be healed or if this is the will of God, he can come over here to me. No, she went to Jesus, and as she went to Jesus, she was planting that seed. Do you know what was happening? A miracle was in the making. Nothing would have happened if she had given up and said, I'm too tired, I'm too sick, I can't do it anymore, I've got to burn out or whatever, and use all that excuse. That woman would have died maybe a, a, a few months after that. But she had faith, and she began to build on that faith. And what strong faith. She persevered until she got to Jesus. She acted on that faith. The woman heard. The woman acted on what she had heard, and she made it. She made it, and Jesus healed her. I wonder how many other people were in that crowd just as a spectator to wonder, well, How's how's he going to do today? Is he going to preach a good sermon? Am I going to be blessed? And then, uh, what's Jesus going to say to me today? Am I I going to sing? Am I going to look to the dancers? Every dance, every anthem, every sermon points to Jesus. Forget all else like this woman did and see Jesus and see Jesus only. And then go after him. No, I can't think about my family. I can't think about my finances. I can't think about anything. I can only think of Jesus. Jesus is filling my mind, and now he's going to fill my body, and the life force is going to come up, and that woman was healed. I don't know her name. I don't know what happened to her. I don't know a thing about her. You don't have to be an important person. All you have to be is a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessing of God's healing comes upon you. Amen. Now, God is here to do wonderful things. I heard a testimony. I think it was just yesterday. Somebody was in this service. They said they came here for the very first time. This was several years ago. That person had been a member of the church for a number of years, a very faithful person. That person said, I came for the very first time. And while the sermon was going forth, what is a sermon? The Word of God. It's the Word of God. And he said, a glow came all down over me. God did something. Friend, God wants us to know that he is still active. He still wants us to know. Get rid of those negative thoughts. Get rid of those criticisms. Don't keep remembering what somebody did wrong or what you thought they did wrong. Stop judging. Get to Jesus. Think of Jesus Be innocent and pure before Jesus. And Jesus will be the great loving Savior and physician to you. Now, friend, keep your heads bowed and talk to the Lord for just a moment. Come on, you've got to be honest. You've got to start taking the word and talking it into yourself, into your mind. If I can but touch the hem of his garment. Talk the word. Talk Jesus. Think Jesus. Sing Jesus. Act Jesus. Jesus is there. He'll fill your being. Now, if I've said something this morning and the word of God has touched you in some way, however insignificant it may feel to you at this moment, with your heads bowed, I want you to stand up. Would you do that? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wherever you need blessing or healing, Jesus comes to you now. 
As he was way back in the New Testament times, Jesus is still performing miracles today and has the power and love to overcome any obstacle you face. Reach out to him in prayer right now and ask him to take control of everything in your life and he'll bring peace and joy into your existence. We hope that today's message has been a true blessing and has encouraged you to walk closer with God. As we conclude today's program, here is Pastor Morris. Hello, friend. I'm inviting you to watch the streaming of the Largo Community Church worship service at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock on Sunday mornings. Go to the church website, www.largo.org. That's largo.org and click on Watch Live. It's in the upper right corner of the homepage of the website. The Word of God will be a blessing to you. It is the healing word, bringing healing to the soul, to the psychic, to your body, to your mind, to your emotions, to any conflict. It's the healing word of God. Be blessed, be abundantly blessed. I'm Pastor Jack Morris. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.